Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the podcast, The Virtual CISO Chronicles. In this podcast, I interview a virtual CISO to talk about cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and business. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey, one of the co-founders of ClearOps, a software platform exclusively built for virtual CISOs. Virtual CISOs are cybersecurity professionals who consult with companies to build cybersecurity programs. To tell you a little bit more about myself, I have over 22 years of experience as a startup lawyer, and I like to think of myself as an advocate, especially in the fields of data privacy and cybersecurity. But I grew up in an entrepreneurial home, and I really love listening to people's stories. So I started this podcast to feature people who are working hard in cybersecurity to make the world a better place. Today, our guest is Kapil Bureja. Kapil, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And I ask everyone really the same intro question, so you will not escape it, which is to please tell the audience about yourself. And if you can throw in something that is non-security related or personal, um, please do so. Absolutely. So uh, as a part of this you know, journey, I've been in cybersecurity for 20 plus years. Uh, been an executive working on various initiatives, uh, specifically from, you know, digital identity, privacy, uh, uh, and the cloud security. That's my area where I've kind of grown myself in last couple of years to help the leaders to understand what's required to, you know, build uh, their uh, the the outcomes basically, which is uh, for specifically, you know, in their uh, arena in their. Uh, organization which can help them to be a successful leader. So uh, I've been associated with a lot of, uh, you know, strategic alliances uh, like Cloud Security Alliance, as I'm, I'm kind of doing a DevSecOps chair role over there from the point of view of the security, helping integrating the collaborating, the, the, the nutshell, the nuances of what is required for developers to make a connection with the their leaders in the organization, how the pipelines can be set up and all whatnot. I've also been associated uh, with the ATARC, which is an advanced uh, technology research organization, which is mostly you know a nonprofit for the federal uh, agencies. So I'm a part mm -hmm. of a multi-cloud group and we're helping on some of the best practices and white papers for the hybrid and multi-cloud for the federal clients over there. Uh, I've been a cybersecurity tribe advisory member, uh, writing a lot of articles on on day to day basis on specific uh, outcomes on you know what the CISOs and the security the practitioners are looking for in order to solve the the real problems which they are facing on day to day. You know, so that's that's another way I'm kind of moving myself in in that journey, and. Mm -hmm. uh, Apart from that, uh, been uh, uh, working very closely with uh, you know uh, some of the uh, uh, other groups where I'm kind of writing as a part of my uh, being an author uh, and writing a lot of uh, newsletters, blogs uh, for uh, for the community to to see what's uh, going on on the latest and latest you know in terms of uh, from from the virtual CISOs and CISOs community point of view. So that's a little bit about myself, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, look forward for to uh, you know to to share my insights in my journey where I've been kind of uh, heavily invested in 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 some of the work that I'm doing for for my clients. 
I mean, looking at your LinkedIn, you're a very busy person. I don't think you mentioned that you also work at Deloitte. Yes, <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's my bread and butter for, uh, for, that's my first, uh, you know, I was a boomerang now. I've been with Deloitte for a couple of years back. <laughs> so I came back again and working as a cyber and strategic risk practice uh, within Deloitte. So how do you find the time to volunteer at some of these organizations, do all the writing and posting that you're doing, and then also work at what I presume is a very busy job at Deloitte? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely carving out the time is, uh, is, is something I always look for. And mostly when I get is over the, you know, on the weekends specifically, where I have, you know, put myself and give some hours to, to see, understand what's going on and what needs to be, uh, you know, prioritized because there are a lot of things on my plate, but uh, I can give, you know, a few of the uh, things that that is require more attention and, and specifically work over the late evenings and over the weekends to get the, my, you know, stuff uh, uh, running and, and kind of, uh, you know, uh, putting a lot of uh, effort on, on on helping and shaping the content specifically it's not like one day it will be a multi-day effort so wherever i uh, see the opportunity uh, after my work uh, you know i, I definitely go out and, and can work on that specific stuff so i have to ask you a little bit about all the things you're doing in terms of writing and advising and working with some of these organizations because when i talk to virtual cso's who um have, are wearing multiple hats in terms of volunteering and doing other things, a significant amount of them are doing it in order for business development and marketing purposes. But it sounds to me like you're doing it more for um, education as well as con contribution so that um, your expertise as, is part mm -hmm. of the advancement of, let's say, cloud security and some of these other things. Am I right about that? Yes, so that's one thing I always uh, look for. And yes, on, on the other side of my journey, I'm part of doing a virtual CISO role for the business development work as well as a part of my uh, brand and, you know, the 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 way I kind of looked at uh, both from uh, as a Deloitte as well as from the advisory board practice for the SecureX. So I'm kind of employing myself on, on, on these areas, but yes, contribution is one area that I'm kind of uh, looking as a service, uh, you know, from the, how can tailor uh, specifically those needs, what are required for the industry, the business to uh, fit their objectives and readily available. That's kind of doing on, on, on other side of the world. So I always have my custom cybersecurity strategies that to, to safeguard the business specifically. It's it's the investment that I'm doing is for the industry as a contributor and uh, giving the real world experiences that span across the strategies, you know, and beyond. And the experts specifically who are committed, you know, to learn more and in, in understanding the, the relationships within the teams and opposite typical and one size fit all that we always think to implement. That's that's one thing I always, you know, strive hard and, and build that as a part of my role that I'm playing for as a VCs over here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't often get to talk to a virtual visa who's at a, a, a named company like Deloitte. I mean, everyone is familiar with, with them. So I'm curious if you can explain a little bit about how your work um, happens specifically in Deloitte. Do you have a team that works for you? And how do you go out and find new clients? Is it, do clients come to you from, you know, other colleagues within Deloitte or are you going out and, and specifically doing business development? Yeah, absolutely. So from Deloitte perspective, you know, I'm uh, definitely, it's a, it's, it's a way I kind of looked at as one of the demanding role uh, where the this this role is definitely carved out for uh, for my clients specifically, you know, and experts who are I'm kind of engaging in in terms of the information security matters, the cybersecurity. I'm focusing on the practice of you know building that relationship, helping my clients to understand what kind of challenges they are facing in terms of the multidimensional and immersive that faces the accountability from several different pillars, you know, within the enterprise. So the the way I looked uh, from from this perspective is to you know addressing their current uh, uh, vulnerabilities while implementing the security you know which which for the new technologies that clients are looking from the from the uh, application and the things that they're looking to solve that's one guidance I'm kind of giving to my clients so we I approach the clients based on you know what we can solve as as a part of the Deloitte, you know, it, it's yeah, a yeah. it's yeah it's an approach that we uh, go yeah you have a question uh, sorry I cut you off Caroline yeah. oh, no 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 please okay. keep going <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh, so that's uh, that's one thing so uh, I take a holistic view of you know the organization uh, in, in in the aspect of the cybersecurity so CISO as as a you know we 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 term as a holistic, uh, a new age holistic solution, you know, that brings in the experienced practitioners who had, who add the leadership value and commitment, you know, in terms of the information security. So we have a vast pool of the team, uh, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. uh, which kind of uh, have a strategic framework that we have implemented and uh, we fit the requirements of the specific organization, the enterprise and tools that we provide them in order to measure the outcome of these frameworks. So, uh, and, and the extension, you know, of those capabilities, you know, that we have for the immersive role of, of that I play in, in Deloitte are, you know, being kind of uh, uh, for the business uh, and, and the forefront of the digitally disrupted focused business acumen. That's that's where I kind of look from from in depth in, in depth and breadth of the VCs or service. Uh, and that where we kind of balance those challenges, right? Uh, and 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 for priorities under the four-phase model, basically mainly the technologist as a guardian or advisor or strategist. So that's that's where I kind of you know look for and 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 that's where the work I'm doing for Deloitte at this time. And what initial, I know you said you were a boomerang employee mm -hmm. of Deloitte, meaning you worked for them yep. and went somewhere else and then came back again. Mm -hmm. um, what what initially, or even now, mm -hmm. attracted you to working as a as a, someone in Deloitte versus, you know, some other people go and work as yeah. a CISO or they, you know, whatever? No, definitely. It's, it's a, you know, I look at a couple of things. I, the way I, uh, you know, look at Deloitte, why Deloitte is always and what is the market leader, you know, working on mm -hmm. the leading edge technologies, 
we have a global intelligence uh, uh, delivered you know performance team that kind of look for uh, serving end-to-end cyber services so the way i worked and initially you know i uh, it's it's kind of for me to get in and in, in the mix of dif- different uh, uh, pools of uh, you know practice and the clients that i've worked initially for 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 delivering my work o- over the couple of years uh, but i just uh, thought that i think deloitte has given that edge and framework for for our clients to grow and i myself consider myself be lucky you know to be part of this team back again uh, where i can help them and and, and deliver those as a part of uh, the service that i'm kind of doing yeah yeah absolutely and I, it sounds to me like you offer quite a lot of advisory and mentorship type of mm-hmm. services services maybe not the right word but that you are passionate about um, mm-hmm. mentorship is am, am i right about about that? yes Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Mentorship is one of the yeah, uh, key role that I'm playing for a lot of organizations, whether it's cyber city, women in cyber security, uh, and uh, there are other, uh, ISACA is there, ISC Square is there, you know, with the local chapters where I'm part of and IAPP. So a lot of things are going on from the mentorship yeah. point of view. And, and that's where, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of uh, giving myself uh, in terms of, you know, the, the crux of what what is needs to be delivered and what's what is required for for in order to uh, build that career and brand for myself did you have any mentors yourself yes i do i do i think uh, this journey is not possible without having a good mentor i'm lucky to have uh, you know senior executives from various organizations uh, to be my mentor, help in guiding the direction in terms of, uh, you know, some of the CISOs I've worked initially at the community I'm part of. Uh, they're definitely helping me in, you know, to be in, in, in you know, in, in successful, you know, how to build your brand, how to build your, you know, uh, the the holistic uh, picture of yourself to, 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 to be part and to learn more, you know, and, and to, uh, you know, to preach more on to, to the, your community itself. That's that's definitely you know it's 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 journeying together. Uh, and uh, I'm lucky uh, to to be you know uh, to be part of this this whole exercise. When when I kind of did a couple of years back, I think ten years back when I started and entered into cybersecurity, ten to twelve years back, and and that's where this whole you know uh, edge uh, the shift has. Uh, change for me uh, and the new age has begun <laughs> yes well, you, you can tell from your voice that you're passionate about um giving back so if you had a listener right now listening to this podcast who's thinking to themselves you know i, I they, they're not a virtual CISO right now but they're thinking to themselves that they want to they want to become one what advice would you give them yeah, so we being a fractional or a VC, so there are a couple of things say that you need to understand and you need to employ. You know, this role is you know specifically help organization to protect the infrastructure. You know, the data, people, and customers. Definitely, one of the thing key things that I always given advice as a top security expert to how you can build your client organization. You know, and how you can make that uh, management and the teams to be to create and manage that specific you know aura of 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 the consideration that is looking to solve from the business perspective 
uh, I uh, I have a few things that I always uh, tell to all my colleagues and my you know uh, mentees as well. In most of the cases, uh, waiting around uh, is a terrible strategy. Where you know I always have a CISO help to uh, help a firm to be proactive. And when the, when those things comes in, their company is struggling to implement the security that comply with the industry regulation and outpace competitors, right? A lot of things that comes onto the plate is how you provide the guidance, how you measure the results of the client cybersecurity program. So I, I think the, the way I can uh, uh, look at it is there are a few nuts and bolts that you need to adhere to, to in order to be, you know, uh, uh, a strong uh, virtual CISO, a fractional CISO is to give back to your community, right? Uh, that's that's one thing I always learn as a part of my role over here. And uh, other than be, you know, proactive in whatever you're looking uh, to solve for any your client challenges and what whatnot, understanding the business leadership, uh, you know, is definitely a challenge, but you need to get an outside firepower that can enhance a security model for yourself. Uh, have a uh, start with something which you can adhere to, uh, you know, put uh, your 100% on top of it. There will be a mm -hmm. full of responsibilities, but uh, you need to have a bandwidth to cover all those enterprise things that you, and that gap has to be filled in. So I think uh, looking at uh, uh, a VCSO's role, this is definitely uh, based on, you know, how you can understand the organization strategy, provide, you know, all the updates in real time to your clients, how you anticipate the future security and the challenges that the your customers and your organizations are facing and uh, have keep on overseeing those, you know, as a part of your discovery uh, remediation and the evaluation strategy, you know, that you position in the corporate vantage point. So that's that's the kind of advice I always give as a, you know, as a part of an expert in, in the best tools for the job. Yeah. I love that. I think there's a lot of um, really key and important information in there. And I think you're also living it, you know, I mean, all the, mm -hmm. the things that you do, um, the boards you saw or advisory boards or advisor positions that you hold, as well as um, the contributions you make to different organizations shows that you're, you're very much living the advice that you're giving as a, as someone myself, who's interested, very interested in data privacy is kind of where, what got me to where I am today. I did notice that you are connected to the IAPP. Um, you talk a little bit about why you think privacy is important uh, as a added skill for anyone in the cybersecurity profession. Yeah, so privacy is definitely one of the, you know, key uh, foundational principle and, and specifically this, uh, this the whole arena that we are living in at this time we, we are surrounded by applications surrounded by various other data that we are kind of uh, you know moving around in terms of you know accessing uh, your day-to-day uh, -day emails your consent uh, everything you know it's a privacy 101 the fundamentals that we learn on 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 top of our the laws that are coming up the 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 design that we are building for our uh, community that's that's where the 
that that it matters, right? Uh, I think on top of it, uh, the this grows more, and and the way I see privacy is always, you know, be at forefront of every organization, and customers wouldn't buy from them, and you know, the data is not properly protected, right? Uh, I, I think looking at the progress that I've seen in the last couple of years when it comes to building and maintaining the trust, I think it is definitely uh, for the customers, uh, the data is only for the use for the legitimate purpose. That's one mm -hmm. thing I kind of uh, always, you know, look at from, from the perspective, the lens of uh, the privacy professional. This 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 whole uh, uh, change or the 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 benchmark studies that are going on from the perspective of what consumer trust is, what, what AI can bring in, in terms of meeting the consumer's expectable, responsible and ethical standards. That's where, you know, I data log, uh, data localization uh, is very important. I keep on forcing the data to be kept in the, within the same country or region that the laws that are coming from CCPRAs, CCPAs, CCRA and uh, GDPR and whatnot, right? So we, mm -hmm. we adhere to those things, but at the recommendations for us to continue invest in privacy, build those privacy capabilities throughout your organization. And especially, you know, among those directly involved with their personal data, because that's where uh, you, you, your customers be, you have to be more transparent with your customers about that. The organizations that you're working on with your customers have to be adhered with the laws and compliance, right? And uh, when mm -hmm. we are using those solutions, uh, you know, preferred, the preferred options to reassure the customers, uh, yes, adopting the AI ethics principles and uh, delivering the greater transparency is the key for that. Uh, cost and consequences of data organization, definitely consider that at the local uh, uh, region, but and that to be not at expensive of you know you know your client or at expense of your customer right so that's where i think uh, privacy and security of your data is more than a global provider operating at scale at this time yeah yeah i, I understand you said so much in there that i would love to explore but unfortunately mm -hmm. we are already out of time yeah. so i would uh, ask you couple to please tell listeners how they can find you yeah, definitely. So uh, there are a lot of ways you can connect me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can definitely send an invite to me. Happy to you know connect with you. You can email me on my personal uh, email address. It's all already updated on the LinkedIn itself. Uh, you can tweet me on the Twitter. I'm not that great fan, but uh, still I'm kind of looking you know Twitter as one of the a platform to engage and do more engagement on that side. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's the uh, quick uh, ways for you guys to connect with me and we can definitely uh, chat more on that. Yeah, and I mean, it also sounds like you can find yeah. a lot of different places where you contribute and you yeah. write um, as Absolutely. well. I, I think I saw like the Harvard Business um, and a bunch of other places. So yes, thanks again. Um, I'm very cognizant of your time. Sure. So for anyone who's listening, thank you for joining us in this podcast today, which you can find on Substack and Apple Podcasts at the Security Expert Marketplace. Couple again, have a great day. And thanks again. It was a fascinating to talk to you. Thank you so much, Caroline. And thanks for having me on this podcast. Really appreciate it.